This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome into episode two of Beyond Basic. Thank you for everybody out there who has chimed in, who has subscribed on iTunes. We're excited because this is our first episode with an actual guest who we will be getting to in just a moment. But for now, let me bring in the one, the only, the beautiful co-host, Gabriella DiGiovanni, a.k.a. Ella. <laughs> My intros are just getting better and better. I know, right? Thanks, thanks for the kind You're words. You're welcome. The kind words. So this is, like we were mentioning, going to be a little bit different of a podcast today because we're going to spend a big chunk of time with our guest. But before we get to that, Ella, your highlights of the week in sports were... My highlights of the week in sports. Wow, putting me on You're the in spot. Chicago, so there's always highlights there, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, the Bears are killing it in Chicago. They look great. Mitchell Trubisky. Top of the, NFC, top of the NFC North. Mitchell Trubisky dropping dimes this week. Did weekend. you expect that? My Eagles. Um, I don't know what I expected, to be honest. I think their defense has been great. And everyone has known that, you know, and it was time for the offense to match the defense's play. Yeah. And I think they did that. I, I I, don't see them losing the NFC North, if we're being perfectly honest. They were they were clicking on Sunday, that's for sure. And you said something about your Eagles before I cut you off. Because My you Eagles, always have bad, bad, yeah. <laughs> bad, you, bad news. They look to be trending in the opposite direction. And I was yeah. I was able to see them actually play here in Tennessee not in person though because guess what I was able to be at my first (laughs) Titans game this year in person and that was the Titans taking on the New England Patriots and you see what happened in that game Ella the Titans put a whooping on TB12 in the gang a whooping now if you're not familiar with Kayla Anderson let me give you a little background (laughs) wherever Kayla goes the teams in that city win Okay, when I first started interning at 10TV under Kayla, that was kind of the running joke, and everyone say, oh, all the teams Kayla covers turns to gold. And I'm thinking, yeah, okay, that's really funny. (laughs) And after a year at 10TV, the Indians went to the World Series. The Columbus Clippers just kept nonstop winning. The Blue Jackets were in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, Who else? Ohio State won a championship. Ohio State won, won a national championship. The Cavs won their first (laughs) NBA title. First ever NBA title. So um, are you surprised that Kayla's first trip to Nissan Stadium this season, the Titans lay a beating on the Patriots? Nope. And I don't mean to be braggadocious, (laughs) but that is the one thing in my career that I love talking about. If anybody asks me when I'm in a new city, because I've been in seven of them, um, I usually have a success story where I've been in terms of the teams and the winning that takes place. 
It's unreal. Well, we it's unreal. we could talk about football all day, Ella, but we could. We are we excited could. because we have our first guest of our podcast in. So I'll let you do the honors of introducing this fine lady. Well, Kayla, I am so excited to introduce our first guest on the Beyond Basic podcast. She comes from Pittsburgh, the in-arena host for the Pittsburgh Penguins. And in the mornings, you can find her doing traffic on KDKA TV. She has made a huge impact in the Pittsburgh community, and we are so lucky to have her on the podcast. Selena Pompiani, welcome. Hi, ladies. Thank you for having me. We're so excited. I love this idea. What a great idea for a podcast. Plus, I'm excited to tell you a little bit about my life in Pittsburgh. You know, and I am, I grew up a hockey fan, Selena, and so when we heard about you and saw what you were doing, you know, in the Pittsburgh area, especially with the Pittsburgh Penguins, we were super excited to have you on, and I know that you've been working with them for the past few years. I wanted you to just kind of go into how you got involved with the Pittsburgh Penguins organization. Right, so I have grown up a hockey fan, but the Penguins were always a very special organization. Being in the Pittsburgh area my entire life and looking at how they run things, I mean, they truly are such a classy organization, and that was always a dream of mine to be part of it. So back in the year 2014, early 2014, um, and not many people know this entire backstory, but they had an opening for an in-arena host, and they ended up filling the position. I did audition for it, but... Timing-wise, it did work out at the time that that wasn't the right moment for me. So a few months later, they actually called me back and said, we would love for you to come back in to talk to us about a new position we have. So the position actually included the role of their Penns TV online host, which was fantastic. So I was able to pretty much report on the team day-to-day, mostly community entertainment pieces. So anything the players were doing outside of hockey, such as visits to Children's Hospital or a behind-the-scenes holiday e-card shoot. So it was a lot of fun. I also did an entertainment segment that was called Penn's Trends, and that ran for four years. And it was pretty much a social media segment that we ran every week, and it was so interactive. It was really cool. Cool. It was, you know, we just involved fans on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, and I put it all together and talked about what was trending with the Penguins. So there was a lot of great opportunity um, when my time came to start working for them. And I was able to actually be at PPG Paints Arena a couple years ago when the Columbus no Blue way. Jackets played there. Yeah. yeah, I covered the Blue Jackets for three I years saw that. in Columbus, That's Ohio. Fantastic. Yeah, and I did a lot of community work too, and so I know what you're talking about when you say you're able to go out there and kind of show these guys in a different light. I think that's so important in sports because we only really see what these guys do on the field or on the ice. Exactly, and that's why I loved showing it, and it was incredible to see even before I started working for the Penguins. I knew they were very involved in the community, but not to the extent that I saw when I started working there, and they do so much. So to really show the Pittsburgh community and the hockey world, you know, throughout the whole country, what this team does was really exciting for me. It's always good to show off good actions in the community. Well, I think, too, as journalists, it's kind of our responsibility to show these players in that type of light as well, um, because fans don't get to see that. And if it weren't for us, they wouldn't see that. And I think that's really 
cool, that kind of part of our career that we get to do. Um, but it also carries a lot of weight because, you know, it is their reputation and how they want to be shown to the community. Exactly, exactly. And I, I've had a really nice relationship, very professional relationship with all of the players I've worked with since I began and up until this point. And just having a leader like Sidney Crosby, I mean, he's, he's truly one of the best. And there's no better person to have as the face of the NHL. He is so active in the Pittsburgh community, not only here, but all over and back in his hometown. So to see him lead and to see all of the other players, you know, follow in his footsteps and want to do what he does, it's, they really Really have a really nice group of players so it's nice to showcase what they like to do with fans and to help other charities in That's the region great. well we're talking a lot about fans and you know I think a lot of organizations and teams across the nation face the issue a little bit these days of how do we get people um, to continue to come back game after game after game because of the landscape of digital media and you can stream anything anywhere at this point and game presentation is such a huge part of these front offices now. And how do you keep things fresh and creative? So your job as an in-arena host is very critical in, in, in that cause. So what do you do to kind of stay creative? And, I mean, obviously it's not hard for the Pittsburgh Penguins to get people to attend their games. But what do you have to do to kind of keep things new every night? Yeah, so I'm very fortunate to have such a fantastic um, boss and he pretty much runs the entire game presentation for us every night at every home game. His name's Billy Wareham and Billy this year even we came up with a ton of new in-game features. Billy and my other boss Rod Murray and they came up with a lot of really creative ideas with our sales and marketing departments about what we could change game-wise. So we added three new in-game features which are so much fun this year. They're a little bit different than what we had last year in the previous years. One is a match game where you have to match certain players. It's our Dunkin' Donuts match game. We have a fast frame game where you watch a 15 second video with a fan and throughout the video you'll see these fast frame images appear and then the fan has to guess you know what they saw. So it's really cool. You have to pay close attention and then we also have a lot of the fun activities on the ice. So that includes human bowling which is my absolute favorite I got to do that a few seasons ago that was truly the time of my life I had a great time <laughs> flying down the ice and then we also have a giant ski ball game which is really fun too and we do a lot of cool stuff with the fans because that's such an important part like you said if, if it weren't for them we wouldn't have such a successful team and organization they come back every night and they want to support these players and we constantly have sellouts I mean I can't even remember I would have to go back to see the last time when we didn't have a sellout it's been that too long um, and that goes you know with the team the team is so successful and people want to come to watch them but they also want to come to have a good time too a lot of my girlfriends it's funny they're not really into hockey as much but they like to go to the games just for the experience mm -hmm. to to you know yeah. to eat the food they like to watch some of the games that I do so it's it's all together you know and I think that's what the NHL is doing right right now I know that it's not you know the NFL or the NBA but right now I think what the NHL is doing to grow itself is huge because the Nashville Predators are doing that right now in Nashville and it's more of an overall experience to go to these games 
yeah, you want to go watch the teams win, but I think when you see the entertainment aspect of it too, it's bringing more fans to the game. And I think that's important to grow the game of hockey. I totally agree. And even we do a lot with youth hockey teams and and hockey has become such a huge sport in Western Pennsylvania. And I've covered a lot of different activities at our practice facility in Cranberry with different youth tournaments on weekends and no matter what they're doing it's amazing to see how it's growing just in our area in western Pennsylvania but it's not unique just here this is how it is pretty much in every hockey town and every big hockey town in the country which is so nice to see hockey expanding. Well you actually I read won an Emmy for some of your work at Penn's TV. And I was fortunate a couple years ago to win an Emmy. And I know how much hard work goes into our jobs and you're not always recognized. So how exciting was that? That was so, it was really unexpected too. It was during my first season. I believe it was my first season with the Penguins or, yeah, it it was. I had to go back and remember that. (laughs) (laughs) And it was for Penn's Trends, that segment that I told you about. So we wanted for the category of interactivity, which was really exciting at the time because not a lot of people, I don't think, knew what that category meant. So I went up against some really great competitors as well, and they had similar segments, which they would incorporate anything from you know, a fan talking on social media, whether it was that way or through another outlet. So I was so proud of my work because not only did I love the segment, it's, it was such a fun segment, but our producer, Megan, who came up with the idea and then working with our social media department at the Penguins, Andy Perlman, and they have such a big department. It was so much fun every Monday to sit in a meeting to go through what's trending, and then for me to write it and put it together, the edit process would take me a long time. I mean, up to usually like five hours. Just, you know, there's a lot of little details and it took a long time, so I was so proud to have that to show people, you know. It, it was it was really an honor. It was definitely the highlight so far, I think, in my career. Well, if you're from Pittsburgh, I think everyone would be very familiar with your father. For people who don't know, he is the face of sports for many, many, many years on TV in Pittsburgh. And it's so incredible to see how you followed in his footsteps in broadcasting. But in the beginning of your career, did you ever feel like you had to separate yourself from your father? That I'm Selena on my own. I'm not Bob Pompiani's daughter. Yeah, you know, that's funny. We actually, when I first started with the Penguins, I remember going back and forth with my boss, Rod, and then one of my other bosses, Mike Davenport. And I remember we had the discussion of, should we, should I go by Selena P? Selena P for Penn's TV instead of Selena Pompiani for Penn's TV. And then we were like, you know what? No, that's a great connection. And even so before I even started at the Penguins, I worked as a news anchor and reporter in Steubenville, Ohio in Wheeling, West Virginia. And that's where I got my start. And it's such a close ride from Pittsburgh to those locations. I actually still lived at home at the time. And everyone who I would run into when I was on a story in Steubenville or if they would send me a note, they all knew of my dad as well since they got KDKA in those areas too. So 
from the minute that I started and I, people saw that connection, I think it really made me feel special. And I'm so proud to be his daughter and to follow in his footsteps because I remember when I was really little, even like as little as five years old, I would watch him on the news every night. And I knew that's what I wanted to do because he always looked so happy to be at work and he had so much energy. So I think that really got me started when I saw him when I was at a young age and then I just wanted to always be like him in my career so I, I really like the association and um, it's a good connection it definitely helps because <laughs> I think kind of that can go either way some people might want to step back yeah you and see that. others like you I mean if you you follow anyone that's follows Selena on social media can see you know you genuinely seem so proud to work at the same place your dad does um, which is which is really great. Yeah, I, it was always one of my goals, and so I'm I'm so excited to. It's been a, a little bit over a year and a month now that I've been with KDKA, and that was always one of my end goals to say that I got to work there. So now that I'm there, I, now my new dream is to do something with him. I would love to. Oh wow! Yeah, I know. I would love to do some type of segment together. So maybe one day down the road, That's we'll see I love it. that. And well, speaking of KDKA, we've talked about your role with the Pittsburgh Penguins, but what other people know is that you're also on in the wee hours of the morning doing traffic for KDKA. And then on some of those days, we all know hockey takes place usually at night. You're going and doing this at night. How do you balance all of that? Yeah, I'm tired of thinking about it. <laughs> oh my goodness. So this started last, uh, my first day on air was last October. It was October 12th. And I was so excited just to have that opportunity in the morning to do traffic from, we start at 4.30 and then we go up until eight o'clock in the mornings. So to have that whole time to go live and I love ad-libbing, that's pretty much all I've done at the Penguin. So I loved the fact that I was able to use a green wall and that I could just ad-lib and be live every single day. I loved that. So I was so excited and I still am about the opportunity, but I also, did not want to give up my position at the Penguins because it's such a fabulous job and I love everybody I work with. It's a great organization. So I said, you know what, I could do both. So all last year, it was pretty challenging. I was full-time with the Penguins, but in the morning I would get up by two, 1.32 o'clock, and I would finish my shift at KDKA by 9.30 in the morning. I would go straight to the arena work a full day up until 5 p.m. or if it was a game day, I would work a full day up until 11 p.m. Come home, nap for two hours, get back up and do this it This is how much we love our job, people, right? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so what this year, it was a little bit easier for me. I actually went from full-time to part-time at the Penguins and that's, they are truly so great to work with me and to still keep me around, you know? I've, I, I say all the time, any other workplace would say, you know what, we, we need to have somebody who's more committed, who wants to be full-time still, and they're still willing to work around my schedule, which was so wonderful. So now I am part-time with the Penguins, so I get to go home and nap yes. on a game day. It's yes. so, it's a game changer. <laughs> It's a lot better. And I always catch up on the weekends, too. I'll sleep, honestly, like 12 to 14 hours on the weekends yeah, sure. per oh night. Gosh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Wow. Well, amongst all of these things you have going on with your career, you also have become 
a major presence in the community. Um, I see that you've emceed many events in the city. You attend a variety of speaking engagements. Um, most recently, I saw that you were at the Salvation Army's Garbage Bag Oh yes. benefiting the Salvation Army's Family Caring Center yes. Shelter, which Go follow Selena on Instagram. She's rocking a garbage bag gown. I couldn't believe that was made so out much of credit. a garbage bag. That is so awesome. That is so I awesome. I love it. Um, so can you explain maybe your work a little bit in the community and your growing presence and kind of the platform that sports specifically, working for the Pens, has given you to really be a part of all of these different causes. Definitely, working for the Penguins when I it was during my first couple of months, I saw how much they did with Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh. So that's really got me the urge to want to volunteer at Children's. So I started volunteering at Children's Hospital in um, I think it was October or November of 2014, so just a few months after I began working for the team, and they really, I saw what they did and what the players wanted to do, and they set an example for me that I wanted to be part of that too on my own. So I, I do a lot with children's, and they're such a great hospital in what they do to make the kids, you know, make their experience a little bit brighter there was something that I loved and wanted to be a part of. But I love doing events in the community, whether it's emceeing or just attending, just to get my presence out there, but also to support good causes. Like you mentioned, the Garbage Bag Gala, I emceed that event, and it was so much fun. I loved the fact that I was able to wear that beautiful trash bag, and, <laughs> yeah. and it, look, it didn't even look like, I mean, I did sweat a lot. You can imagine that plastic, but... <laughs> But it was so much fun to do that, to wear that, and to support the Salvation Army's cause, too. So I really, I have a hard time saying no to any charity event when I'm asked to MC, just because it's good experience for me, and I'm supporting a really good cause, no matter what it is in the Pittsburgh community. Plus, I also look at it in another way, too, that it, it helps my brand and it gives me experience because I still get nervous talking in front of crowds. I don't know about yeah. you ladies. Yeah. <laughs> no, I do yeah, too. Just seeing the faces and the eyeballs, I still get nervous. So I like to do it as much as I can to maybe get out of that <laughs> a little bit. Exactly. I know it's so funny because I think people assume since we're on TV that we're so like natural in those type of positions, but it's so different when you're live with people right there instead of you know in the camera so the different camera. oh I, I say that all the time and I do get nervous sometimes as well on camera but it's nothing compared to when I see people <laughs> I know because when you look into the camera you're not thinking oh I'm speaking to X amount of people you're just talking to yes, the camera exactly it's much different. well um, you didn't have enough on your plate you had to add another thing you were recently appointed to Point Park University Board of Trustees and you are an alum of Point Park. What does that mean to you to go back to your alma mater and serve as a board member? You are so young and you're creating so much change in your hometown. Right. I was really honored and honestly surprised too when they approached me about the position. And we actually just had our very first board meeting that I was able to be part of a couple of weeks ago. And I had an incredible experience at Point Park. I loved their broadcasting program. I felt like I 
gained so much experience just from even my freshman year at Point Park. I felt like I was almost ready to start working as a reporter somewhere because of the amount of work that they gave me, but it was real life work. It wasn't so much classroom work. So the, the opportunities Point Park gave me when I was there as a college student were just priceless. So to go back now to serve the community and to really be involved more with the students is it's really an honor and I actually just I think I picked because I have to pick a committee so I decided I wanted to join the community committee and then also the academic excellence committee just to have a close relationship with the students to be in, more involved in their daily lives as a college student. So that means a lot to me that I can go back and help them because they helped me so much throughout my time at Point Park. Well, Selena, we have had a blast having you on oh, Beyond Basic. <laughs> Let the people know out there how they can follow you on social media. Oh, yes. So I am, I think I'm on pretty much every platform. Well, Instagram, if you yep. search my name, it's just at Selena Pompiani. Twitter, same deal, Selena Pompiani. Same with my Facebook page. Well, perfect. We, again, really enjoy you coming on the show, and we would love to have you back here on the future on Beyond Basic. We can chat some more. Oh, I would love that, too. But thank you so Thanks much so for much, having Lena. me. I had a good time. Okay, so love her. What a great human being just in terms of the community in Pittsburgh. You can see why she's so extremely popular there, and it's not because of her dad. I mean, her, her dad's been there for so long, but she's really made a name for herself. That, that's, I think, the, the most incredible part. And you can tell, even just hearing her voice, you can tell her passion, her hard work. I mean, and, and this is such a testament to what working in sports can really do, you know? I mean, yes, she entertains thousands of Penguins fans every night in Pittsburgh, but she's she's really making such a difference. And, and I think it's, it's so incredible what, what she's doing. And her schedule... It is, is crazy is insane it's insane but that just goes to show again like i had mentioned before that's what we do because we love our job so much and you and i sacrifice a lot too and maybe in another podcast we'll get into what our daily routine is but mm -hmm. that that is how much we love our jobs it goes to show yeah. right there that people who work in sports most of them would sacrifice you know their everyday hours of of sleep to be able to work what I liked one thing that she said that was so relatable to me and I think you'll agree is when she said even just these emceeing events are opportunities to get better yep I don't think people understand I think they think oh you're on tv you got this but you need those reps every single day oh and, yeah and that's something that you and I talk about so much because anytime an opportunity comes our way it doesn't matter what it is and and for people who care about what it is, then you're in it for the wrong reasons. Absolutely. You know, you have to take those opportunities. It doesn't matter what you're covering. You know, I had a producer at the Big Ten Network once time tell me, it does not matter what you're covering. As long as you're getting those reps and you're, you're working on your storytelling and your question asking and all those things, that's all that matters because those skills translate to any, any capacity. No, absolutely. And I think that that is what is so amazing about, you know, some of the women in this business, young or more experienced, it doesn't matter. As long as you have that passion, which clearly you and I have, and obviously she has, and we could see it today through the podcast, that's all you need to be 
really mm-hmm. successful. You need to know your stuff and you need to have a passion. And I respect that. And she was a great guest. I'm super excited. We'll probably have her on in the future. Oh, we have to, especially if the Preds and the Pens are battling it out. We're definitely having her back. Absolutely. Well, we (laughs) really appreciate you guys tuning in for episode two of Beyond Basic. But guess what? We are just getting started on this podcast. We have so many exciting guests that we already have lined up including next week's guest. I'm pumped for next week. I am too. We're not going to give you any hints yet, but we will be pubbing it on social media this week, giving you some hints to who it is. And I think you guys will all enjoy uh, who our next guest will be. But for now, thank you so much for joining in. And we're excited. If you're listening on iTunes, please subscribe. Where can Leave us a review. Where can they find us all on social media? On social media, Instagram and Twitter at Beyond Basic Pod. Send us messages, follow us. Um, we would love to talk with you. If you have suggestions on guests that you would like to see on the show, we'll do our best. Um, tweet at us, do all the social media things. Um, I think that's it, right? Subscribe. Yep. Give us a review. You know, we like yeah, it send all. Send to your friends. You know, we love it. Okay, <laughs> you guys, thanks for tuning in. Have a great rest see of the week. See you next week.